Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us today on Music Marvels with the Chick with Beats and Breezy Gibson. We're so glad that you came to join us because you know what? We're ready to do what we do. We've got a fantastic show lined up for you today. We have a special interview with artist Zahari. And so we're excited to uh, share that with you as well as Beats by Yours Truly and music industry news. Well, you know what? I got to chime in right now. When you say Beats by Yours Truly, I'm telling the listeners from Sea to Shining Sea and beyond that these beats are originals from a chick with beats. Okay, plus she's got libraries full of beats for you to use, to buy, to uh, add to your repertoire, whether you're singers, whether you're rappers, hip hop artists, and so on and so forth. So check her out because there might be something right there sitting the, the, the type of beat that you're looking for for your hook okay so check her out at a chickwoodbeats.com see there you go <laughs> well thank you so much i didn't even pay him to say that y'all <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna go ahead and dive in and we'll be back with the interview right after this okay
so much for joining us today on Music Marvels with the Chick with Beats and Breezy Gibson. We're excited to announce that we have the artist Zahari in the building with us today. How you doing? Yo, you know, what's going on, everybody? Doing good, <laughs> good, good. So if you could just give everybody a little bit of background. Tell us who is Zahari and, you know, how you got into music, the whole uh, origin story, if you will. Well, my name is Zahari. It means, uh, it's my birth name. It means the chosen one. Um, I'm originally from Columbia, South Carolina. I started music, I be, my start in music, I believe, was when I started memorizing music at the age of four. It was a big timer, still fly. So, <laughs> like, I, start, I started memorizing music at a very young age. And I started writing poetry in, um, in elementary school. I would have to stand up in English for reading class and I would have to do poetry. Um, I get an A on a poetry session and get started from there. So I began rapping at 13. My dad came to me, you know, he asked somebody that wanted to put me in the studio and I remixed Tiger's uh, Rack City and I did Swag City, mm -hmm. made my own version. So um, that's where it started. And I, and I performed that song um, on St. Patrick's Day in uh, 2013. And I also did another show that same night at a skate ring. So I had two shows on one night. And it started from there just doing a lot of shows, uh, being in the studio a lot. Uh, my music mentor, DJ Prince Ice, I would record for him, well, with him in his studio. He would make beats. Um, he would go to shows and do different things. So that's really how I got started and got to where I am now. So I also have a four-year-old daughter. She's really uh, changed how I, uh, look at life, how I write my music, and I also incorporate her in a lot of what I'm doing in my recording process, um, shooting videos, photo shoots, uh, going on stage with me when I have shows, you know, and different things like that. So I really uh, feel like putting my family in, in what I'm doing is an important thing because you rarely see that. So I feel like my family is a big part of um, where I've gotten to. Mm. Well, that makes sense. But, um, you know, for your, your father to be managing you and then for you to have your daughter on the stage with you at shows, I can only imagine how that's, you know, just pouring into her already. You know, it's a family thing and just kind of bringing her up in the music. <laughs> that's all. Sorry. Oh, I also have a single, A Good Time, is coming out in, uh, in the springtime. And it's basically a track that's... I want to let everybody just, you know, let loose and forget all the problems that's going on, you know, in the world, you know, with the pandemic and everything that started at the beginning of 2020. It's, it's, it's just a feel-good track, you know, to let everybody forget about, you know, what's going on. Just have a good time. You know, ladies, put your best dress on, you know, just have fun and kick back, you know. Mm, yeah, it's definitely needed in these times. That's right. We're really looking forward to dropping that. <laughs> All right, so I, I know I'm gonna um, let Breezy jump in with this question in a minute, but if you could just let us know uh, kind of like your process, like when you begin to write, like what do you do to kind of get in the mold to uh, be able to create the way that you do? Well, most of the times I like to be in, in a quiet setting so I can you know focus and thoughts can come to me. And um, sometimes I've even like, written tracks, riding in the car, like driving in the car sometimes. So, and I get inspiration from 
different areas and from different things like artists so or it might be I might I get inspiration from my daughter a lot of times or from something I hear on a TV show or something like that. I just I just get inspiration and start writing right there. So it's like once I start writing, I find a beat or get a producer to make the beat for me and then I go in the studio and, and do the track. So that's the process I'm in now is building a catalog a catalog of songs. So when I drop my single you know, I can have songs to follow over there. I can have a mixtape to follow or LP or even an album, you know, if that's needed. So mm. that's, that's really the process I'm in now, doing a lot of writing and recording. All right. Just kind of planning ahead. That's what's up. Definitely. All right, Breeze. Oh, shucks. Now we got South Cackalack in the house. <laughs> okay, so now if they don't know what that means, then they better ask somebody. It's Jahari, I mean, welcome, man. I'm glad that you're sitting in the in the throne today educating folks sharing your story and so forth but you know that cackalack now hey that's some strong stuff right there yeah it's that down south right there clean cut that's right that's right that's right that's right so you're already in with me you're already in with me okay so so you know that's that charleston thing that columbia thing oh it's all good now greenville it's all good now she's ran into one of my parts from charleston the other day too that's funny all right all right all right so you know um so we're just pouring love out to you man and and uh i like what you were saying you know as far as uh educating the people just saying about you know the the method and you know who you are and so on and so forth so you know that's uh that's gonna make a big niche in a lot of people's favor so uh and if it didn't it's going to so you know it just again just ro- rolling the red carpet out for you yeah i'm definitely just i'm, I'm happy to be a uh, putting on for South Carolina. Cause there's a lot of talent down here in South Carolina, but I feel like if all of us just get together and push each other a lot more, you know, people will blow up faster. You know, mm-hmm. cause you know, it's, you know, a lot of people, well, I don't, I don't wanna see a lot. Some people, you know, kind of hate and try to keep some people down, but you know, that's not gonna, you know, keep the people down that wanna be successful and wanna continue to go up. You know, we gonna keep pushing and I eat myself, I'm gonna keep pushing it keep lifting other people up as I go higher yes that's that's what it takes you know and it's not even specific to uh, certain areas because you know you hear people from all over talk about how that is you know no matter where you're from you know you got the group of people that are willing to work together and then you have the ones that get a little bit jealous if you get you know what they consider to be ahead so you know it's, it's a beautiful thing when people recognize that the unity can you know kind of help uh boost the the whole town like everybody can benefit when you work together (laughs) so okay now specifically being in your area how would you say that that's kind of shaped your sound i know er earlier you mentioned you know some other um southern rappers who kind of inspired you but you know if there's any other that's others that you'd like to shout out please let us know Yes, man. It's uh, Black Zach. He's from Columbia, South Carolina. I really look up him in the music uh, industry. Um, got uh, DZ Duffy, uh, 18 v you know, he just passed away. He was another uh, young rapper um, out of Rock Hill or Spartanburg. He was like 18. So I really looked up to a lot of local artists out of South Carolina for inspiration because, you know, just saying to myself, like, you know, seeing them, can, seeing them do it, I know I can do it myself. Even though I'm on the clean cut route and road does less travel, I feel like I can still do it too. Mm. Just do it in my own way, in my own sound. Yeah. So, you know, um, 
What's one of the most valuable things you'd say that you've learned since you became uh, an artist, you know, kind of navigating the game? What's one of the most helpful things that, that you've learned? Definitely staying patient and being um, optimistic. Because, you know, a lot of things change, you know, especially in music and pop culture and fashion, you know, day to day, things change quickly. So you gotta be on pace with, you know, different fads and the different things that's going on just to be caught up with the times and to to give people what they like. You know, you can't just rap about or and write about what you feel you like, you know, you gotta do that also, you know, be true to yourself, but you gotta give the people what you feel like they gonna like and they gonna rock with. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's, I always keep that in mind in my writing process. You know, I can't just write saying to myself, oh, this hard, this hard, I'm definitely writing this, but I gotta say, oh, are they gonna say this hard? Are they gonna say, hmm, I gotta buy that, I gotta go, you know, watch that video, I gotta go to this show when he perform this song, so I, I always keep that in mind. Mm, yeah, it's a delicate dance. Yeah, that's a really, really good, helpful gym. <laughs> you say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And so, you know, can you share with the listeners a bit about, you know, okay, now this is February, meaning that, you know, we've been involved with um, coronavirus for just about a year here in the U.S. And so now, what different moves did you have to make? How did you have to shape or if you did you make any moves in, in as far as recording is concerned, as far as, you know, are you going to the studio or did you get your own stuff at your own place? Or, so how share some bits so that folks out there who are trying will have a better idea of what to do. The ones that can't do. It. I'm actually doing both. I have like a microphone and some recording software at my place. And I also go to the studio, but I only go to one studio and we have to call and set a time. And it's usually only me and um, me and the engineer there. So it's, you know, it's nobody usually around. So it's usually pretty safe um, with my recording process. And I haven't had a show in a while, of course, with everything going on, but I'm looking to, to toward the springtime when things begin, hopefully, preferably open back up spring and summertime. I can start back doing shows because I really miss performing. That was like my most favorite part besides recording, you know, and music and rapping was being on stage and being able to give a show to people, you know, outside of the booth. Mm-hmm. So you know, changes that, you know, really, you know, starting recording at home more, I would say. I definitely started recording at home more. Okay, okay. And so then did that open your eyes to some extent? to say, well, wow, well, you know, it, you know, in the past, it used to be a definite, you had to go to a studio, but now, you know, it's the, the DIY method, do it yourself method, uh, some of it. And, you know, is that, has that made a revel, giving you some revelations to say, huh, I didn't know I could do that. Now I know, hmm, let's ride with this. Yes, sir. It definitely forced me to learn uh, some new things, like as far as engineering and being able to mix and master my own music after I recorded it, it forced me to uh, learn new things. And I'm also getting getting into um, making beats. I have a, a keyboard you know, that I can hook to my computer. So I'm also getting into producing and definitely DIY, doing it myself. <laughs> Very important. Sir, yes sir. Wow, okay. Well, uh, that flavor, you know, I, I can't, it's, it's unmistakable. You know, when you get somebody from South Carolina in the mix, 
you know, I, my heart just, you know, it, it, it revs up some beats because, um, you know, that's, that's a, an area that there's a lot of talent, you know, basically since it's off the road, people don't really give it a lot of it's justice, but I know the talent's there. So if you're there, then, Hey, Hey, there's about to be an explosion happening. <laughs> yeah. I can feel it. I can feel it. Yeah, so that's wonderful. You walked us through your process and, you know, from start to finish a little bit. But if you could maybe let the listeners know a little bit about, um, you know, what you want them to feel when they listen to your music, like your your main end goal when they sit down to absorb it. What is it that you want them to know? Well, like I said a little earlier in the interview, my music is clean cut, I don't use any profanity or anything like that. Not that I'm knocking that music because I listen to all types of music, but my thing when I came to the game, I wanted to take a road out this travel. I wanted to do something different. So by me being clean cut and my people listening to me and my message, I want people to say, hey, if he can do that when people don't really do that, the last person to really be successful and clean cut was, you know, your Will Smith and your Run DMC. That's 20, 30 years ago. So if he can do that, I can do this different in that field. I can do this different in whatever field. I can do. This. I can be a clean cut artist also. So I want to basically make people feel like they can do anything, as long as they can think it, they can believe it. Mm. You know, I always quote with myself: "If you want to do it small, don't do it at all." So <laughs> you believe, love it. You can. You can do it. I believe I can be a successful clean cut artist from Columbia, South Carolina. So I'm going to do that. <laughs> that's awesome you know and a lot of people don't really think about it but it takes more lyrical skill to actually be able to do that because right. you know there's a time and a place for curse words when they're needed but a lot of times a lot of artists rappers will use it as well. so it takes more work to kind of get your emphasis across without you so you know kudos to you for being yeah, able I'm, to do it yeah i've always been able to write and you know get my point across get a story and a message across without you know having a curse or do what mostly other artists do once again not knocking but just right. saying i don't have to do that right yeah that, that's that's really incredible hats off to you that's Thank you. so you know we're getting a little bit closer um to the end of the interview so if you could let everyone know where they can find your music and where they can follow you kind of keep track with what you got going on Yes, everybody can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, Twitter, and YouTube at Zahari. That's Z-A-H-Y-R-E-E-I. That's on all social media platforms. And my single Good Times will be dropping this spring. I will have a definite date on all my social media, so y'all go follow me on there. See every update, photo shoots, videos coming out, mixtapes, LPs, everything I have doing music related. Y'all will be able to see on my social media. That's at Zahari, Z-A-H-Y-R-E-I. The chosen one, clean cut music. Mm, wonderful. Man, I'm excited about this, aren't you, Breezy? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, and I got a partner over there in Columbia named No Money Steve. Now, that doesn't mean he's broke. It means the K-N-O-W, No Money right. Steve. Yes. You and him, yeah, you and him are kind of on the same lines as far, you know, he's doing a lot of, of, of financial education and so forth. And you're bringing education in, in your own way. And so, you know, I love it. And so, uh, 
just keep keeping on. I mean, keep doing what you're doing. And I, I just can't wait to uh, to hear more from you. And uh, looking forward to having you come back to, to uh, edu- educate our listeners even more. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to come back, hopefully meeting y'all in person soon. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, that'd yep. be great. Yeah. That'd be great. Sure will. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, before we go ahead and close out, if you want to... Um, leave any lasting thoughts with the listeners or any shout outs or you know whatever this is your time yeah i want to shout out independently pr for um hooking this up and putting, uh, putting me on with music marvel shout out to music marvels and y'all have me today shout out to dj prince dice uh with ice cold productions uh dj aries with hood art hit makers um adrian porter with the a- ap factor and shout out my family Everybody else that support me, my fans and my people. I love y'all. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. And we thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, yeah, we look forward to having you back again soon in the future. Yes, ma'am. Thank y'all. All right. All right. I really enjoyed having Zahari on with us. You know, it's just really special to just kind of feed off of his energy and his excitement for his grind and what he's doing. Yeah, he he comes across as a very astute um, musician slash uh, lyricist slash rocker, rapper, you know, hip hop (laughs) artist. He's a a man of many, many traits and uh, many, many uh, hats that he's wearing right now. So good stuff coming from him. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's what we're here for to do. You know, there's a lot of promising artists out there with you know just talent and information to share with the masses and so you know that's the type of talent that we look for um whenever considering someone for an interview so if you know somebody who's like that and fits that bill please feel free to reach out to us oh yeah we're ready (laughs) all right we're gonna get to some more beats and then we'll be back with music industry news right after this
Okay, it's music industry news time. Something, you know, just incredible happened this past week. There's now $424 million up for grabs as uh, music streaming services are now turning in unmatched royalties to the Mechanical Licensing Collective. So that means that there's like back payments just waiting to be issued out to people. And so, you know, we always talk about how important it is to make sure that you sign up with uh, what most people affectionately call pros for, you know, um, your performance rights organizations. Make sure that you do that. But then there's also Sound Exchange. And now there is as well the Mechanical Licensing Collective. So this is a little bit newer. Um, We have mentioned it uh, once before on the show. But uh, make sure that you dig into that because you want to be registered everywhere where you can get your money for what you've been doing. Do your research. Find out where you can register. Do it now, right? (laughs) Right. And so once again, that's the Mechanical Licensing Collective. You know, you can feel free to browse some of our posts and stuff in the past if you follow us on social media if you'd like a little more detail but just as you said you know we give you the nuggets but you gotta go do the work that's right all right and next up um the vendi is the parent company of universal music group and so they announced that they were planning on going public or splitting universal music group away from the parent company for people to be able to directly invest in the universal music group so that's supposed to be happening at the end of the year in amsterdam so we're not even talking about the u.s but just based on that news alone uh vivendi shares in the stock exchange went up so like a 22 percent bump so that means that um, people that are kind of analyzing the industry and what's going on, they're noticing that this is going to be a big deal because music investments are starting to be really, really popular now. Um, if you've been a fan and been listening, it's been a, a reoccurring theme in our show. So, you know, make sure that you pay attention to that. I don't have any additional information on exactly when that will occur, but. You know, once again, as we learn more, we share it with you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. And this was a bit of a break for Pharrell. Um, (laughs) Many of us remember the public case um, against Marvin Gaye's estate, Pharrell and and, uh, Robin Thicke. They lost the case saying that, you know, he borrowed the groove from Marvin Gaye's got to give it up. So basically what happened was he took the essence of it, even though it wasn't like he completely just ripped it off. But he did what he calls reverse engineering. And so after the case came out, he gave an interview to GQ magazine and said, you know, well, you know, a lot of times if I hear a song that I like, I'll reverse engineer it and kind of build it. But it got me in trouble with blurred lines. And so just because of that statement that he made to GQ, the state brought it to the judge's attention and said that that means that he was perjuring online, saying that, that means that he knew that he, you know, kind of lifted the groove. But luckily for Pharrell, the judge didn't consider that as perjury. He's just sharing his experience with GQ. So that could have been um, a bit of an ugly thing <laughs> had the judge seen it that way. So yeah, congratulations to Pharrell for that a narrow escape, if you will. You know, for all of us experience, is a teacher that we can't do without. 
<laughs> and so experience molds us so that we know when that situation comes up again am i gonna go down that same street or am i gonna avoid that and do something totally different so right. hey yep yep word up all right and then we're gonna get back to some more beats for right now and we'll be back with more music industry news and guess what it's music money focused so make sure you stay tuned we'll be back oh <laughs> Of this music industry news is music money focused and um yeah it's 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 a big deal it's something that people need to recognize because you know you kind of keep hearing this um thing where people are like oh there's no money in music anymore and that is not the case if you've been paying attention to any of these headlines it's always something you know deep going on behind the scenes every week and multiple times it's you know just so much going on it can actually be hard to squeeze it all into one episode so you know here we go 
uh, some headlines for some of the stuff that's going on. So there was recently a report released by a couple of economists, um, the U.S. Music Industry's 2020 Jobs and Benefits Report. And so according to this report, the music industry before the pandemic generated 170 billion GDP. And if you don't know what GDP is, that's gross domestic product. So basically it's the monetary value of you know, goods and services once they're finished in a country during a certain time frame. So this report used information from 2018. And so, you know, grand total 170 billion to the United States GDP every year. And, um, you know, it provided a ton of jobs as well. 2.5 million jobs nationwide to be exact. So and that's including, you know, the basic, the main music activities like recording, streaming, live performance and it also includes you know the connected fields like travel retail and marketing so um the importance of this information coming out kind of lets uh the government you know since they've been trying to figure out where to allocate funds for people who need to or sectors that need to return to in quotes normal so now it kind of gives us an idea of what normal used to be before all this happened so you know, as they're looking at reallocating funds and things of that nature, we can kind of see the relevance that the music industry had, um, you know, on the country as a whole. Hmm. You know, <laughs> nothing surprises me. And where there's a gap, there's a door that can be opened. So <laughs> uh, take note of these golden nuggets that the Chickwood Beats always shares each and every week because you never know which one might have a, a, a latch that you can grab onto and catapult yourself into uh, a higher uh, or more stable or even a, a windfall of a financial situation. Right, right. And, you know, so that's the importance of like the industry news in itself. You know, a lot of music news can include, you know, some of the bigger, catchier headlines. Where, you know, there's a lot of platforms that, you know, kind of highlight that stuff because some of it's just interesting to know. But, you know, we try to use our focus here on things that can help you broaden your career um, and strengthen it the way that you'd like for it to be. Yep, yep. All right. And a tidbit came out recently that if Universal Music sold its share in Spotify, its artists would get $500 million if that were to occur right now. And so, yeah, <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of um, interesting You think about, OK, well, what happened with all the other companies that, you know, got shares in Spotify, um, you know, once all these deals took place. And so Merlin, you know, known for its independent artists, they sold their full stake for one hundred and thirty five million and Warner share sold their full stake for five hundred and four million. Sony sold half of its for $768 million. And so, yeah, if Universal Music Group were to do the same, they'd be looking at $500 right now. So all this has kind of happened, you know, various points since uh, 2018, I believe. So, you know, it's just kind of interesting to see how well um, some of these companies are prof profiting from their relationship with Spotify and how they've been performing in the stock market. Mm. So it behooves you as uh, an artist or as someone in finance to uh, grab hold of these nuggets and investigate because as I say, you know, that could turn out to be a financial windfall and don't be the last one 
to understand and find out what's going on. Listen to these nuggets each and every week right here. Grab yourself a toehold that you can manifest into something better. Yes, love it. All right. And if you remember Sony ATV, um, this might be a bit of a history lesson for some, you know, familiar to others. But um, the original Sony Music Publishing had merged with Michael Jackson's ATV Music when Michael Jackson bought them for $47.5 million in 1985. So, and you know, just in case you weren't aware before that, ATV Music like had tremendous catalogs one of them including the Beatles so you know that was a a really really strategic move on Michael Jackson's part and so you know some of us remember back in 2016 um, Sony was able to acquire Michael Jackson's share of Sony ATV which was 50-50 at the time but they were able to buy that back and so now they're rebranding if you will as um, just Sony Music Publishing again and this was also after um, their purchase of EMI Music Publishing so they've been making these purchases in publishing companies and you know kind of returning to somewhat of their former glory as Sony Music Publishing so that being said music publishing is the thing that basically pays the bills so you know anytime these publishers have the rights to these tracks if it gets played in commercials tv shows movies all this other stuff that's money coming in so that's one of the reasons why music publishing is so important and you know money wise as you know we were just talking about We've been seeing um, some of the same stuff being acquired through some of these other larger funds like Hypnosis. Um, the owner of Hypnosis is Merck Mercuriatus. And so, you know, he started off as a rookie in a Canadian firm and he, you know, grew through the ranks to be able to help manage Beyonce, Mary J. Blige, Elton John, like these huge names. So, you know, if you're working with people like this, there's no way um, you can't have specialized industry knowledge and so now he's taking that and applying it to his own company that's just buying up all these publishing rights and catalogs here and there and that's because their main focus is to make sure that they can get the most money that they can from it so these companies are watching you know okay well people are streaming this music um if this song blows up on tiktok they're paying attention to stuff that they can kind of keep getting these steady streams from and, you know, it's been a question of why are all these artists selling their rights, you know, to these companies? But, you know, there's a few, you know, everyone has their own reasons. But for the most part, to some of them, it's worth it to just have all that money up front, especially, you know, as, as they age, it kind of gives like a good retirement plan, if you will. But, um, you know, even though everybody's been kind of jumping on board with that, uh, Neil Young, has expressed some concerns because he admitted that, you know, companies can go bankrupt. So even though maybe he's promised a certain amount of money money every month coming in, if something goes on with the company, he's afraid of losing the royalties that he sold back to them, which is a very, very valid point. Well, you know, (laughs) all this stems, you know, and and one thing about it is I keep hearing this word on the street. I keep hearing this word on the street that, a lot of hip-hop artists, a lot of indie artists, and a lot of who are referred to as so-called professionals don't even have a bank account. 
Okay, so now we got to address some financial fundamentals. Okay, so pay yourself first. That's just a rudimentary foundation. So everyone out there, if you if you don't have a, a, a checking account, if you don't put any time, you know, when you earn money, you don't pay yourself. If you just are rushing into buying a whole bunch of stuff and, and flossing and, and, and fluffing out there in the streets and so forth, uh, trying to look good, but you hadn't paid yourself. You know, these big deals that we keep talking about that are hitting in the news, those are those financial transactions are taking place and in the root of those there's a transfer of funds and those these people have established relationships with financial institutions mm -hmm. so you got to do that if you don't do that and run around in the street flossing and flexing you know you're leaving you're just cutting yourself out wouldn't you say absolutely i couldn't have said it any better and you know it's like it's something that you see very often like you said it's the word on the street it's something that you keep hearing and so yeah what he said take it 100 percent to heart and you know you'll see some different results than what you've been getting if you do that that's right and most of that is free or if there's just some kind of small charge or what but you gotta you gotta establish a relationship with some kind of bank credit union financial institution and that can be the beginning of something great for you. And so now, if one of these companies wants to transfer some money to you and you're not set up, what you gonna do? Mm, right. Mm, That'd be mm. a terrible way to miss an opportunity. It sure would. All right. Well, that's some nuggets for you right here on Music Marvels with a chick with beats and Breezy Gibson. We're going to play a little bit more music before we come back to close out the night with you. Okay.
And that's a wrap for this week's edition of Music Marvels with the Chick with Beats and Breezy Gibson. We were happy to have you join us and we can't wait to do it again next week. Man, you know, I mean, it's it's it's, it's exciting. It's engrossing. <laughs> <laughs> you said it all with that statement right there. <laughs> yeah, so make sure that you come back. We'll be doing it again. Tune in, tell a friend, and we'll see you then. Peace. Peace.